Paychecks in the Office listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. What's up, everyone? It's Chicks in the Office with Rhea and Trent giving you that Friday energy on a Wednesday. I bet you guys were not ready for that intro, but we have a fallen soldier, Francesca Mariano, who unfortunately acquired the vid. She's got COVID. Um, She's not feeling great. So we're taking over. We're going to do the Bachelorette recap, and I'm feeling great about it. How about you, Trent? I feel really good about it. I think this is the first time you and I have done a podcast, just me and you. Uh, Usually we have Fran, who's great at sort of steering the ship and, you know, keeping us in check. We don't have that this time around. And I actually think it's going to make for a good podcast. We always do a good Bachelorette recap. It's a good back and forth. This will be an interesting experiment with just the two of us. (laughs) It really will. I'm really happy to get some alone time with you. I wish Noah would leave so it could really just be truly me and you. He's kind of being like a cock block right now, but whatever. We'll get on with the show. I did write down notes. You did. Does anybody want to applaud me? or? I'll, I'll give you a little bit for that. Thank you. Usually, Thank you, I, I usually just use my tweets as notes. Like that's pretty, much a, that's pretty much an outline for me. But like what kind of notes did you take? Like how extensive are these notes? Well, my notes, I did them in the notes app. Usually I like to write them down, but I was like, I'll just do them on my phone. Uh, I, here's, a, I write them down like as if. Oh, that's um, a lot of notes. It is. And I write like LOL and stuff, like as if I'm tweeting them out, but it's really just in the notes. No, the better, like the more you write down, the more you're going to remember when you're looking at it. Like when you write LOL at the end of a note, you know that you're like, oh, this is a funny thing. It's not a serious thing. Right. And I like, and I'm, it's definitely something I want to talk about, you know? For sure. So I think we can get started. Noah, you feel free to jump in if you feel the need, but I think me and Trent got this one covered. Uh, <laughs> that was, that felt rude. It, it was really meant to invite Noah. Uh, I'll, then, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. <laughs> It was meant to invite him in, but also I like my long time in trend. Keep your distance, Anyways, Noah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it tight. Keep those lips tight and other things as well. I want to say a le- uh, this this episode, I know we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about every part of it. A legit stunner. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i stunned. I can't believe For you. That, for me, but I th- I understand. And you are right. And, I, and I'm going to let you gloat a little bit and say how right you were about the final two that we have. But I really think... There's even a part of you that can't believe what just happened happened. The number I, one seed got knocked out. The number one seed is officially out. The guy who has been the front runner the whole season, the guy who we all just assumed was going to be in the final two, Minnesota Joe, comfortable Joe, Michelle likes Joe. They're from the same area. They both play basketball. They both are really good at basketball. They seem to have this connection all season long. And now he's just out of the picture. And I, I truly am still in shock. 
Yeah, I I want to talk to uh, talk about it in depth when we get to the end of the episode. But I know what you're saying when you say you're in shock too, even though I said this was going to be the final two. I am in shock. I kind of said that just to go against the grain, just to be like, ah, my boy Brandon is coming through. And then he <laughs> actually did. So all very surprising. But before we get into it, this podcast, as always, is presented to you by Dat Chat. We love Dat Chat. We love talking to everybody on the Cutting Stems group during The Bachelorette, especially on Tuesday nights. Also, the Chicks in the Office is a great group to talk about the podcast as well as the private messaging feature. Everything about Dat Chat is so fun, so awesome. So go to datchat.com slash barstool to learn more about Dat Chat and download it now. The episode starts off there in Mexico, which I think we're just happy to see them traveling outside the country again. I know the last few Bachelor and Bachelorettes we had, were they traveling outside the country? No, I think- Paradise, uh, yes, but not- Yeah, no, I think Katie's season, she was the last Bachelorette season and they were in New Mexico, right? I think they had a bubble down in New Mexico. So this is the first- like out of the country travel that we've been seeing. And I agree. I like that they're finally getting back out there and traveling more. That's a big part of the show where it was before COVID where they get to go to all these lavish, awesome vacations. Um, I did feel a little bit bad for Minneapolis. They've been in Minneapolis for three weeks and I like Minneapolis. I've tweeted about how much I like Minneapolis. It's a great place, but to contrast that to then jumping right to Mexico. I mean, Mexico is paradise. It's legitimately paradise. Minneapolis is great. It does not compare that well to Mexico. Right. And then when you put these people who are, quote unquote, falling in love in a place like Mexico, it's only going to heighten all of those things rather than Joe belonging in Minnesota. And we'll we'll get to all that. But I think that the common theme of this episode from the beginning was getting it through the guys' heads that if they felt like they were in love with Michelle, falling in love with her, love her in any way, shape, or form, they got to tell her. Tasha stood in front of all these guys and said, if you have something to say, you should say it now. Like, say it on these dates because you're going to regret it. And I think what she was hinting to was basically like the big I love you. Yeah, because it, it has become clear that Michelle wants that. I, I think a couple episodes ago we were wondering – Is she going to want an engagement? Like, is that necessarily what she wants or needs at the end of this? Or is she going to be okay with, oh, I'm just in, I'm in love with, you know, one of these guys and we're going to go off and live our lives. And if we end up getting engaged somewhere down the road, that's fine. I actually still think we're sort of there, but it's very clear that she wants to hear that you are falling in love with her or you are in love with her. That's a big part of what's going to, if you're going to end up with Michelle going forward. So that's big to her for sure. Yes, definitely. And I have that towards the end where she gives all these options, which I want to discuss all the differences between them. But first, let's talk about Brandon's date. He goes first. Does the person who goes first make you nervous? Um, It's interesting because they sort of had this discussion as well, right? Like Brandon and Nate had this discussion when Joe was on his date was like, what's the best position to be in during fantasy suite week? And I actually liked that they showed them having that discussion because People who watch the show have this discussion all the time. Like, what do you think is the best position to be in during Fantasy Suite Week? And obviously, Brandon was like, well, going first is the best because he was the first. And Nate was like, well, going last is the best because he's third. I I honestly think it's third because you're the last person that she gets to see. Like, I understand going first maybe means, like, you get to make the biggest impression and then you are compared against all the other guys. But I think going third, I think there it's it's as simple as you're the last person that she saw, so she's going to have the strongest feelings for that person. Whether or not that's true, I don't know, but that's how I think. 
Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. And that's why whoever goes first, like Brandon was first. And I was like, fuck, this is really fitting into the narrative of like Brandon's just not the one for her. He's going first. I feel like those guys always get left behind because the yep. third is always the strongest, in my opinion, in your opinion too. But clearly not this time around. They go on a horseback riding date. Very beautiful, obviously. There you can't you can't go wrong with that kind of date. Have you ever ridden a horse? Have I ever ridden a horse? I think I re- I rode a horse at um, at camp when I was like 13 years old. That was I'd the love only- to see some photographs of that. I, I think I probably had them destroyed or I, I didn't allow photography to take place. Why do I feel like you looked exactly like you do now as a 13 year old, just like small? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I do. I look very similar, <laughs> similar haircut, similar yes. shape. Like I, I really have not changed all that much from birth to now. And I feel like a- you've just, you're like a grown baby. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, even when I pictured Trent as a kid, you still have like facial hair. Yes. He still has facial hair, hair and like his haircut's the same. My haircut has changed very little you over the years. You have a goatee as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've had a shaved head for most of my life because I don't know if you can see it now, but I have a scar on the top of my head and I had a, I had a Ooh, cyst- bad boy. No, I, well, yeah, no, I had a cyst on the top of my head that had to be surgically removed when I was two years old. What? So they had to, sh- yeah, it, it wasn't a big deal, but now I had my head shaved for that. And then I just kept it that way, I guess, for the rest of my life. What an interesting fact that we did not know about you. Oh my God, I do see it. Yes. Wow, yeah. Trent. I don't remember so it. Interesting. I, I was two years old when it happened. They, my parents could also be lying to me. And you like, don't I remember? Had, I, I was two. I don't remember anything. Was it worrisome? I, I don't know. You don't know that you didn't ask your parents these questions? I had a disease when I was like two, three years old. Couldn't walk. Oh, I remember you told me about that. Yes. Wow. Well, my parents well, told me all about it. I'm allergic to peanuts. Let's not forget that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Here we go. Let's not forget that Noah's allergic to peanuts, everybody. Here we go. We all Mis- have something. Mr. One-Upper, like, oh, don't Feel forget about my for peanut us. allergy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I've I- looked very similar my whole life. Yeah, I, I would say so, even though I didn't know you your whole life. But I've never ridden a horse. I wanted to get that fact out there. Really? Fran, Do you have any Fran, interest? No, no, I have no interest uh, because of the episode of Full House where Michelle falls off the horse and loses her memory. You guys familiar with that one? So no. It's the final two episodes of Full House. Michelle is like this big equestrian and she's riding these horses and then she falls off a horse. My Long Island accent came out hard there. Off. Um, <laughs> she falls off the horse and then loses her memory. Can't remember the family. And then finally it comes back. So ever since then, I've been afraid of riding a horse. I actually like what they did on this date, though. Like just riding a horse to ride a horse doesn't interest me all that much. But riding a horse through scenic views, like if, if they're I'm pretty sure there's the option of that at the Grand Canyon. Like if you want to ride horses or maybe donkeys, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I would I would do that because you're riding it and you're also seeing all these beautiful views. But just to like ride around a horse like on flat ground that I have no interest in doing that. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. On the beach is nice or whatever, but still a little afraid. Um, end up having a nice conversation where Michelle brings up to Brandon that she thinks that their families are very similar. And obviously family is a really big thing to Michelle. I think we've seen that the entire season. I think if you're a teacher, you kind of have, I, family is very important to everybody. I think, I hope, I don't know. But I think even more so somebody who's like a teacher, like nurturing type to her kids and her family. Uh, 
that I think is something that's pulling her closer to Brandon. How do you feel about that? Are you, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you about your dating life too in depth, but do you feel like it's important for families to be similar? I, you know, I've never really thought about that part of it. Like to me, it's really not that important to me. And, but I also haven't really gotten to that step in many relationships where you introduce them to the family. But like, if you're, if you're into someone and they're into you, I don't think you should allow something like that to completely break it off. Now, if it, if it strengthens it, then that's a positive. I I think that's great. I think if the families get together and they really like each other and you could see a future, obviously there's no negative there, but I, I, I don't, I think you should trust your own intuition and instinct when it comes to relationships. So if it's a negative, I don't think it should be a deal breaker. But if it's a positive, which it clearly is between um, Brandon and Michelle, I think that's all good things. Yeah, I think that's a great take on it. I agree. I feel like if your families aren't similar, like, of course, whatever your families like each other, whatever, but they're not very similar. It's kind of like whatever, you know, you can you can write that off as long as you like the person. But when your families are very, very similar. It adds so much more. You're like, totally. oh, wow, our families are so similar. It just like makes you like the person more. But checks and balances, you know, just depends. Absolutely. And outside of the family stuff, Brandon and Michelle, it's this is the relationship that seems the easiest out of the final three. Mm-hmm. They're very goofy. Sometimes it, it, my perception is it swerves into a friend zone lane. Um, certainly, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but after they spend the night together, they have a food fight in bed. I wrote that down. I hate I, it. I, I don't want to jump around too much, but that it can go one of two ways. One, they're like super friendly and that's super great and they're super into each other, but it did partially have the vibe to me that they, they're really good friends. Yes. I wrote down, I will never have a fake food fight with anyone. I don't care how in love I am. So (laughs) I think we could fast forward a little bit. Obviously they had a very nice night, hot tub, fireworks, the boys. uh, This is the moment where Nate starts realizing like he got a little reality check that he wasn't the only guy there because Joe had been talking about how he was nervous about Michelle's date with Brandon to Nate. And Nate was like, I don't care. I'm focused on my date. I'm looking ahead here. A little too cocky about it. That's a lie, by the way. Like yeah. I, I, Nate's a cool guy and I really like Nate. He's trying, he's out loud saying that trying to get himself to believe it because I mean, there's so many, I, there's so many awkward moments this week. Um, I, I, who said it, Joe, when he said bros turn into foes, I actually love that. I thought that was a perfect way to put it as, as cheesy and corny as it kind of yeah. is. Like the fact that they have the three guys stay together during this week is a stroke of genius and also torture. Like when they're just sitting there coming to the realization that it's fantasy sweet week, it's the three of us, we're the only ones left. And each of these dates could potentially end with an overnight. Like Nate can say all he wants that he's not thinking about it. He's focused on his own relationship. At the end of the day, he knows he's on the show. He knows what's going on and he's definitely thinking about it. I appreciate the, the effort to try to only focus on his relationship and be like, it's me and Michelle and nobody else. If you're a regular, if you're a real human being, that's not possible to think that way. Right. Because it's all encompassing. Like it's, it's all you're surrounded by. So how are you not thinking about it? I think you're right. I think he's trying to put on the cool guy act. This is the whole uh, appearance he's had this whole season, in my personal opinion. I'm not like totally obsessed with Nate, but we'll get to that at the end. Um, Obviously, Brandon, Michelle have a very nice night, spend the night together. Um, They have a nice conversation at dinner where this is where it gets a little confusing to me. 
So Brandon tells Michelle, he is totally in love with her. Like he is in love with her, right? That's it. No questions asked. Yep. Michelle says to Brandon, I'm falling in love with you. What is the difference between the two? Like, um, cause at that point, if you're falling in love with someone, aren't you just like in love with them? Or, or do you fall in the land? Like, what, what, how does it go? Because I'm like, confused. Oh, I haven't landed yet. I haven't landed. I'm right, just in right. the it's air like, right now. It, what is that? Like, is it like, I'm falling in love with you, but I could, I could be sucked back up and then I'm not in love with you. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. I, I honestly don't think I have an answer for it. It's, it's probably. Once you jump out of the plane and fall, you only land. Like, you can't be pulled back up. Yeah, I, I think was, I was actually s- thinking about this the other day the difference between being in love or loving someone like that. You, I can love someone, but we're not in love. Like Noah, you know great, saying? great conversation. Yes. I've talked it about this many times before. Yes. There, I, I remember, and this is so sad, <laughs> <laughs> but my boyfriend in high school, so it's not that sad because it was high school. I remember I was like, I'm in love with you. And he had already told me he loved me, right? So I I figured, I'm in love with you. <laughs> this is it. This is going to last forever. Yeah, he was like, I'm not in love with you, but I love you. And I was like, oh, okay. Very confusing because at that point, you should just break up. Like, unless you feel like I'm going to get there. It's like, I love you as a person, but I'm not in love with you. Let's break up. Hmm. Not like we're going to still date now. Only if you feel like I will get there. I don't know. It's a very confusing conversation. No, but I I, I don't want to give any spoilers to another show. But isn't that basically the relationship that Shiv and Tom have? I I was going to – I was thinking that in my head. I think Shiv loves Shiv loves Tom, but she's not in love with Tom. Yes. And I think that happens in a lot of relationships and why people – now we're just talking about – we sound like psychologists. I think a lot of people – stay in relationships that they're not supposed to be in or don't want to be in anymore because they love the person, right? They care about them. They don't want to hurt their feelings, right. but they're not in love with them. And so they just stay because they're like, well, I love them. And it's like, all right, well, sometimes that's not enough. Like you could love a person and care about them, but that does not mean that you want to like stay in a relationship with them. Do you think that's what Michelle is talking about when she talks about Brandon, like that she's falling in love with him while he is fully in love with her. Yes. I, I kind of think so. I think she very much appreciates. And I think this kind of goes hand in hand when you like love a person, right. Instead of like being in love with them, it's like you appreciate everything about them. You think they're great. They're really nice. Right. You, you love them. And I think that's how Michelle feels about Brandon And I think she wants to be in love with Brandon because he's in love with her and she sees how nice and excited he is. But I don't truly, I feel it more than I feel it with Joe, but I feel it way differently with the way Michelle acts towards Nate. I agree with everything you just said. Because Brandon is like, he's a really nice guy. He's one of the most likable people the franchise has ever seen. Like he's just, he's... he's bubbly. He's just like really a nice guy, easy to get along with funny. Michelle clearly has a good time with him. And I, and I, I I agree with what you're saying. I hope that now that he's part of the final two, maybe they can get there. But at this given moment, it does seem that Brandon is far more 
into Michelle than Michelle is into Brandon. But I do think Michelle is into Brandon, just not to the degree that Brandon is into her. Yeah, and I think we can see that from, uh, obviously we'll talk about it later on, but she straight up tells Nate she's in love with him instead of falling in love. And I think that's that's where the conversation comes in. We're going to get into Joe's date, but first... Right now, it's the holiday season, which can be very tough for people, a lot of stuff on the brain, even just in general. All all year round, these past couple of years have been extra hard with COVID coming into play. There's a lot of people stressing out, but there is one way to relieve your stressor and big issues in your life, and that's with therapy. And you could do that with BetterHelp because we all know therapy, it's very hard to find the right person for you. It could be very expensive. Sometimes you don't want to be in person with a therapist. You're getting, You're shy, maybe you're a little a little more introverted and you don't want to talk to somebody face to face and you've never done therapy before, I think that BetterHelp is a great way to start. It's routine maintenance for yourself, for your mental health, for your emotional wellness, all very important to make sure those things are in check as well as your physical well-being. And here at Barstool Sports, we all agree. They they offer BetterHelp services here for us, the employees, which is awesome. And BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with a therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Like I said, if you're not comfortable with that, then you don't have to do that. Um, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Also noted, therapy can be very expensive and it's hard sometimes to find a therapist that takes your insurance. It's a whole thing, not with BetterHelp. Right now, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash office. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash office. Once again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash office and get 10% off your first month. Now we got Minnesota Joe in the mix and Michelle calls him Minnesota Joe and she says, she hugs him. She says, Minnesota Joe in Mexico. Hate. I hate it. I don't know why, if, but I hate it. No, if I'm Joe, I don't like that either. Because then I'm 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 just the guy from Minnesota. Like, yes. oh, it's almost, this is not what it is. But it's almost like he's like a mistress that lives in Minnesota. And it's like, oh, whenever I'm in Minnesota, I'll hit you up, Joe. It's not, it's a, it should be worldwide, Joe. It's You don't want to be specifically Minnesota Joe especially when you're not in Minnesota anymore right and I understand what she's saying that it's like oh this is the guy that I know from where I'm from and she probably didn't mean it in any sort of way but if I heard that and I was Joe I was like that's not what I wanted to hear yeah no definitely not uh their date didn't really they went ziplining and Joe is clearly an introverted guy. He's, he's a bit more shy, but to me, it just comes across as disinterested sometimes. And I know that's unfair because obviously like you could just be a little more shy and then, and when you're on camera or whatever, and I guess it's kind of unfair for me to be like, he's disinterested, but I don't feel it from him. I don't feel it from him. I feel it more from Michelle's end than I do on Joe's end. Yeah, I agree. And I do wonder and it's not fair to say this because it's it's not true, but like, I wonder if Joe would have made it this far if he weren't from Minnesota. Like how much- <laughs> No, it's a valid question and didn't play basketball. <laughs> right, but here's, and what I think it, what I think is happening and what happened in this episode or what's been happening all season is that, all right, start the season. Joe's from Minnesota. He played basketball. Michelle and him connect on all these levels. So he's got all this goodwill baked in. And that's why we saw him as the front runner for the majority of the season, because they connected on so many levels. But then as you move forward, 
you start to see the side that you're referring to where he is introverted. He is shy. He's not um, great at opening up and talking about his feelings, which is fine. Some people are like that, but I do think Michelle needs him to open up, especially when you're trying to date in such a small window and things have to happen so fast and it's just not happening in that way between Joe and Michelle. So as the season goes along, the basketball stuff, the Minnesota stuff kind of starts to wane. Yeah, it's still there, and that's comfortable that they're from the same place. But she needs to see more out of him, more feelings, more, you know, this is how I feel about things. He needs to open up a little bit more. And as that continues to not happen, I think it starts to fall off to the point where everything that they have in common at the beginning – doesn't matter as much because it needs to advance at some point and it hasn't. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's all very surface level, even though they kind of wanted to act like it's not because of those things that they do have in common. And maybe she, Michelle in her head was like, Oh, we have these things in common. We can really, like you said, open up more and evolve from these things, but it's just not happening. Also, um, when he was ziplining, like the, <laughs> the scream that he let out was so, ah, like he was like, it was just like, ah, it was so minuscule, but just, it, it, you could just tell that he is a shy, kind of more of a shy guy, but it comes across as, like I said, disinterested. And that really shows how little that he is, he has opened up where he was letting out like pretty low screams and Michelle was like, Oh my God, he's going crazy. <laughs> this is the craziest I've ever seen Joe. And he was literally just like, yeah, literally, it was like you could. Be, Michelle could probably barely hear him. Like we could hear him because he has a mic on him, but she's so far away. If they made you, if you're on this show and they make you get on a zipline, you doing it? Have you ever ziplined? I have ziplined again at that at that same camp where I, I think oh I rode a horse. Oh my god, was this camp just a training for the Bachelorette? I, it must. It might have been. Shout out to Camp Wapsie. That, that was great. <laughs> I, we used to go to that every year. Um, did you lose your virginity at camp? No, I did not lose my virginity at Camp <laughs> Wapsie. Fuck. That would have been um, way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I should have lied and said that I did. Yeah. Um, I did. I zipped. I ziplined there for the first time. So I, I would do it again. It's fun. A lot of firsts at Camp Wapsie. Not Wapsie? you know not the not the Vir- Camp Wapsie. Yeah. Wapsie. Yeah. Not the virginity though. Not the virginity. Blow job. Unfortunately. No, nothing. Handy. Was, nothing. Kiss. No, I was just hanging with my bros. My me and my uh, me and my buddies would go. <laughs> Just the boys, you know, hanging, just, you know, getting into all sorts of shenanigans, but n- just, nothing crazy. Just the motherfucking boys at Camp Wapsie. All right. Well, <laughs> have you ever ziplined? Uh, yes, I have in Punta Cana on my, my 16th Ooh. birthday. My parents said to me, not on my 16th birthday, specifically prior to that, they were like, do you want us to be 16 or do you want to go on vacation? They're going to cost the same. And I was like, why the fuck would I want to spend all this money on one night? Why not right. just go on vacation? And my birthday's in the summer. So it was like, I definitely could take a vacation. So we went to Punta Cana and said, and yeah, we ziplined. That's way um, better than just having one party. No, way better. I don't know why people do, if they have the option, right? Or can't you say to your parents, just give me all the money instead? Like if you're going to spend, think about how much money Sweet 16s are. I actually don't have a, don't? a gauge of how much they are. But I got, I'm going to look it up right now. Although I'd how like much? To speak, I would like to speak for the Jewish community that I knew I you would. <laughs> bar mitzvahs are, are definitely worth it just because we. You, I'm still using bar mitzvah money that I have saved up to this really? day. Really? So. 
Well, and also have you it. have you have that incredible video that I don't even know if you've publicly oh, yeah. shown or pu- have you talked about it? Where uh, I don't know, not publicly, but if yeah. you don't want me to talk Please about it, I won't talk about it. You can talk about it. I don't care. We were backstage at the Nashville show, Chicks in the Office live show, and we we're just trying to kill time. And somehow we got on the topic of bar mitzvahs, and Noah was like, "Oh yeah, my dad had this montage video put together of all of these Uber." uber famous mm-hmm. celebrities saying happy what what 13th birthday 13 uh, it's like yeah it's like happy uh, what do you say happy bar mitzvah i don't even know what you say congrats <laughs> no they were congrats all saying happy happy birthday noah yeah. happy and it was britney like, spears dude britney spears like like uh, she, she did say come celebrate with me too which Yes, Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus, Jessica Simpson, Hillary Clinton was in there. Usher was in there. He was like, he was like Noah. Like it was, it was nuts. Yeah, it's, a, think, it's an insane video. Yeah, and they're I, all saying your name. Like there's like a a, a compilation of them going Noah, Noah, <laughs> Noah. I, I think yeah. now you might have to put this out there because oh. it's it's has to be seen no, to no, be believed. No, you. I mean, yeah, we, we can put it out there. It's funny. I think that was a good like. I think we, I, at least I was nervous backstage, and then that distracted me once. Once everyone was just like, "What the fuck is this video?" And I oh, at the live show, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Noah showed me that years ago and was like, "Don't tell anybody about this." So I didn't. Like, I truthfully didn't tell a single soul. And then finally, at that backstage at the live show, I was like, "Thank God, he's finally opening up about this." I've been I, holding I, on to this video for years. I at by the end of it, I was standing on the couch yelling <laughs> that I because I, I couldn't believe that it was a thing that was actually happening and that I hadn't heard about. It's literally Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson in their hot ass voices being like, happy birthday, Noah. It's crazy. It's insane. Wait, so how much does this like a sweet 16 cost? Oh, so I was looking it up. It's like thousands of dollars. It could be I would even even take the deal where, all right, your sweet 16 is going to cost this. Cut it in half and give me that money. Because then it's a deal for them. Yeah, I don't know why, like... I understand the bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah. Um, it has like sentimental value. Yeah. I don't understand the sweet 16s. <laughs> like I, and even just going to them, I guess going to them was kind of fun. Cause it was like when you first started drinking, right. It's like everyone, like I remember showing up to sweet, sweet 16, absolutely wasted thinking <laughs> I was, but not actually. And yeah. like, I remember my cousin somehow we didn't go to the same school, but she was her dad was friends with my vice principal of my high school i was fucked up and i like fell in front of him but it was fine because it was like not somebody from our school whatever sweet 16s they're fun when you're not having it go on vacation instead if you're a 15 year old listening to this but anyways uh i didn't really feel the connection with joe michelle they had their fantasy suite they they slept together obviously but once again i wasn't i wasn't totally locked in and sold on it I agree. But also the things that Michelle was saying confused me because she kept using words like soulmate and love. And Mm. I could see myself spending the rest of my life with this person and waking up next to Joe is something I could do forever. Like I I agree that it doesn't, I didn't feel it between the two of them, but then the words that she was using made me think, Oh, maybe, maybe Joe is going to be the one to the point where even after their date, halfway through the episode or however long that was, I still felt like Joe was the front runner just because it's comfortable and all those reasons. And he said that he's falling in love with her. And like, I really thought he was still the favorite. It obviously didn't end up working out that way, but she just uses words like soulmate a lot with multiple guys. And it confused me. It confuses me too, 
because I don't like in a regular day-to-day life, I don't think I could be in love with multiple people at once. Like, I think it's just, it kind of seems, uh, I'm a little lazy. Like, I think that that just requires a lot. (laughs) Takes a lot of of bandwidth. Yeah, it does. And also just like, uh, it takes a lot out of you emotionally to be in love with two people at once, right? Or three people at once. It's like, what does your brain even think of besides that? Like, it's just all that at once. But I guess in this situation, if you really think about it. I guess it's just it, what they're focused on. Right. Because you, what you're saying is right, where you're like, I gotta, I'm going to work. And I, it's just like, I, I got I to think about more things than just mm. these people who I love in my life. When you're on this show, they literally take everything away. They take your phone away. There's no contact with the outside world. You're going to all these, you know, fancy destination places. And so, and they put you in a room where you basically only think about the relationships that you are involved in. So I could see it being plausible in this situation, but it's certainly on the, in the outside world doesn't seem feasible, but I can see in this situation being with these people all the time. And they're the only people you talk to, I could see someone you fall in love with three people. Yeah. I, I guess you're right. When you put it like, I, sometimes I just, when I'm watching the show, I always compare it to real life, but it's just not real life. So I need to stop doing that because it's just not the case. They're on. But that's they're the honest. lens. I would argue that's the lens that most people view it through. And that's why people think the show is interesting or it's crazy right. and it's insane, but people still tune in because they can't fathom this happening in their own life when this, the situation that they're in is nowhere near what they're going through. Right. And it's also why people get so upset when these couples break up because they're also thinking about it in real life terms when it's that's right. just not, but yep. let's get into the final date with Nate. But before we do that, Like I mentioned before, it is holiday season, which means if you haven't done your shopping, now is the time. You must have heard on the last podcast that I got to get all my aunt's presents. I got to get them all presents. That's what my mom said. Not my uncle's because I don't have them. I have kind of a few. They're going to get upset if I don't say that. But it's time to shop. Guys, it's approaching. If you haven't gotten it yet, you're really waiting to the last minute. And also, if you're like, oh, I'm short on cash right now, I'm short on the money, I don't think I can afford these gifts, Sezzle is here to help. It's a buy now, pay later solution that allows you to get what you want today while paying it for over a course of four interest-free payments over six weeks. So if something costs a lot of money, you don't have all the cash right now, but you know that you will have it over weeks' time, then this is the perfect solution for you. Sezzle is now available at the Barstool Sports Store, so if you want to get them a little chicks in the office merch, maybe your other favorite podcast here at Barstool Sports, you can do that. And there's over 34,000 other stores in the USA and Canada where Sezzle is available. There's no hidden fees, which is super important. So you can go to the Barstool Sports store and shop now and pay later with Sezzle right now. Do it. Make sure you get those gifts. Barstool Sports store. Shop now. Pay later with Sezzle. So we get into Michelle and Nate's date and they gave them by far the best date. Um, the boats. Yeah. Yeah. The boats. It's either Brandon had a pretty good date. The zip lining thing would, would not be something that I'd be super interested in, but then yeah, Nate and Michelle got to go out on a boat and just hang out all day. It seems pretty great. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the, the other ones were like knitting gritty and making them, making them fight for it. Zip lining horseback riding through the woods. It's like, <laughs> Oh, we gotta, we gotta fight. We gotta fight to have sex for them. It's like, nah, we're gonna sit back, drink on these boats. Then we're gonna have a, it's like going on a tropical vacation. You just relax all day. Maybe go back, take a nap. Then you go out to dinner. 
oh. do it all over again. They had a lot. They had a nice day. They did, and um, they did, and they also. And my perception of this, and it, it changed once the episode was over. But Michelle and Nate seem a, it seems a little harder. Seems a little more difficult. Seems mm-hmm. like they got to work a little more at it. And now, then that's like reality distortion inside the show where is it harder for them because they're actually working on something that's real and the other ones are so easy that it's not that real. That's what always flips and and it might be that. And he's clearly one of the final two. So it's probably more that than the other thing, but it just seems like Michelle doesn't know how Nate really feels. And that was a big theme during his, um, during the the hometown dates where he doesn't, he doesn't have a family that they, they talk about feelings or say that they love each other. It's, it's not that sort of environment. So I think Michelle has trouble reading how Nate is really feeling. And you kind of got a sense of that when they were at dinner and before dinner, she had said to inter- during one of her inter- interviews that tonight is very important for me and Nate. And I need him to at least say that he's falling in love with me. She needed to hear that from him. Otherwise she's not sure she can move forward with Nate. And then She's she's talking to him during dinner, like kind of trying to drag it out of him to the point where she gives him three options. She puts them yes. on the table. It was like A, B, and C, like a That's multiple right. choice test. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. The but other I ones were like, easy. Oh, I was like, oh, fuck, what's the answer? <laughs> the other ones were easy. Brandon is head over heels in love with Michelle. Yeah. Joe is falling in love with Michelle. And then Nate is just... When they first sat down, she, what she said, she was like, so you got any any questions or anything you want to talk to me about? And he was like, no, I don't think I do. It's like, I, I don't know, man. And then, yeah, she gave him three options. Are you falling in love with me? Are you in love with me? And are Or are you ready to get an engagement or be engaged? And he said all three. He said all three. And I think that was the safest answer because – I think he doesn't know. I think he was just like, I'm going to say all three right now because it's very easy to just say I'm ready for all three instead of being like, I'm in love with you. In the moment, I thought that was the worst answer he could have given. So honestly, it's more so in my notes, I wrote that down. But as I'm thinking about it, I changed. Yeah, I had my flashlight on my face. You look like um, you're being held <laughs> hostage. Like You were also doing, you could have done shadow puppets. There was really, your, when you were moving your hands, I was looking, I could see the shadows. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote down that I, I was like, Nate says all three, LOL in capital letters. Because at first I was like, that's a terrible answer because it's a cop out. Yep. But on the angle that it's a cop out, I'm saying it's a good answer because he doesn't know what he wants. It's it's a good answer now that he is one of the final two. If it yeah. if he had not gotten a rose tonight, I think I would have thought, look at those shadow puppets, that that was the dagger. Because he three options, you can't pick all three. Can you do what's what, what do people normally do when they do shadow puppets? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So they would have to be watching on YouTube to know what I just did. Yeah, you're you look like you're kind of being held hostage, like Noah said. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. Um yeah, I just Nate, it worked out. We know now that it worked out for him to get to the final two. I just thought that the dinner portion of their date did not go well because I don't think Nate knows what he really wants. And I think that has been Michelle's biggest. Um, negative towards Nate because he doesn't express himself. He doesn't say, you know, I'm falling in love with you or I'm, I'm in love with you. 
And that's just kind of how he is. But I, I didn't think it was necessarily a positive coming out of this date. Yeah, I think that he is still very confused. And I think that Michelle is enticed by him because it's one of those, uh, like the chase, right? Like Brandon is so in love with Michelle and she knows that. Mm -hmm. So it's not very exciting. Yep. Even though being in love is exciting and knowing someone is in love with you should be exciting. When you have another person who's not really giving you their all that you're kind of interested in, your attention is going to sway that way because you're like, wait, why is that person not saying they're in love with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with them? You're going to focus on that because you already know the other one's good. Yeah. Nate is a wild card in that regard. He's, he's like, he's a little dangerous and not in like, I don't think he's dangerous. I think that his, like his. Nate's a little dangerous. He's no, but he's like, he is, he's cool. He's got the earring. He's tall. He's got the tattoos. Very important note. He has the earring. He's just like, he's cool. And like, there's a, there's an enticing aspect to that where I think you're right. Brandon's very comfortable because he's like so in love with Michelle, Joe, um, although he went home, he is comfortable for all the reasons that we've listed. And then there's Nate, who is like, I don't know if I'm in love with you. I don't know if I'm ready for an engagement. Check out my earring. Look at my tattoo. Like, I'm cool. And I think there's certainly something I'm cool. It, there's certainly something to that that Michelle finds um, enticing. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's more like you can't fix somebody or change somebody, change somebody, but I think a lot of times people like to think they can. And I think that's kind of the case here. I do think that Nate very much likes Michelle. I just, I, I think he so does. I just think he's not used to having those conversations and maybe it'll be different for Michelle. Maybe Michelle will open up a whole new life for Nate that he was confused about beforehand, but it's obviously going to be a little bit harder with him to crack that shell. And she, so they, they had their overnight And she said, I am definitely in love with you to Nate. It wasn't, I'm falling in love with you. I'm going to be in love with you. It was, I'm definitely in love with you. Yeah. I was, I was a little surprised by that. That one seemed the most sure and the most genuine. She's in love with Nate. And 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 by far the most confusing, but she's the most sure about it. Yeah. And I I wonder what that is. And it might be what I was saying earlier where, Like that's how what they're going through is how a real relationship works where you're, it's always kind of like, it's Mm -hmm. a thing that's always shifting and molding and you're trying to figure it out. The other two, uh, Joe and Brandon, it feels like that's, that's already solved. Like that's a Rubik's cube that's already put together and, and Nate isn't. Right. And at first in the beginning stages of a relationship, you're never both feeling the exact same at the exact same time. I feel like. Obviously, in rare cases, you do. And eventually you get to the point where you both do. But there's always somebody who is maybe in love first before the other person gets there. And I I feel like, right? Yes, I I think that's right. And I, yeah, I think Nate and Nate and Michelle are in different places, but it's, it weirdly works for them. Yeah, it's, it seems like it does because we get to the rose ceremony But before we do that, we're about to get into the rose ceremony. But if there's one thing for sure, it's that 
Fran and I, we love to relax. And you know how we like to relax. We tell you guys all the time. We tell you every podcast that we love relaxing with a nice Coors Light. That's what I drank tonight while watching The Bachelorette. I love a nice little Coors while I'm seeing who's going home. Is it Brandon? Is it Nate? Is it Joe? I don't know. But what I do know is that Coors Light is refreshing. It's literally made to chill. And that is why we love Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold, which is always a fun little experiment to see how cold your beer is. Like I said, it's made to chill. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. It couldn't be more chill. That's why we love Coors Light. When you need to chill out this holiday season, because Lord knows we all do, reach for that beer that's made to chill with Coors Light. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash chicks. Reminder, celebrate responsibly from Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you guys. Thank again. you guys so the much. The world's most refreshing podcast. Mm. <laughs> yes. So this is where the real stunner, the stun gun came into play. You were like, I'm fucking stunned by this. We get the rose ceremony. And before they start, or they're about to start, Brandon asks Michelle to talk to her. Did you think Michelle looked annoyed? Um, no. Did you? I did a little bit. I This is where I was so confident last week or the week before and tonight even being like, you know, Joe just isn't it. It's, it's Brandon and Nate. And then when he asked her to talk to her, I felt like she was like a little like right now. Um, obviously, when they talked, it was good. But like just the initial reaction of her being like, yeah, we can. I was like, ooh. Actually, so my perception of their interaction once they were sitting down was that Brandon was saying to her, I know that I'm going home tonight and I want you to know that that's okay. Like I am deeply in love with you. I wish that I was the one that you were going to pick to stay. But if I'm not, I want you to know that that's okay. I didn't think it was like, like, um, Nate called it a Hail Mary where he was trying at the last minute yeah. to get a couple few things in and Nate to be just, like, pick. He didn't know. No, he had no idea. And it, like, it wasn't a, to me, what Brandon was saying, it wasn't like, pick me, pick me, pick me. Um, he was just kind of being like, you make the decision that you're the most confident and comfortable with, and we'll just deal with the fallout afterwards. Um, I mean, he ended, she ended up giving Brandon a row. So that was kind of different, but. I, I didn't think that it was – I thought it was the right move by Brandon, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think it was a bad move. I was just – from Michelle's point of view, I was like, mm, does she seem a little annoyed? But I do think that Brandon did what we thought he would do as a nice guy. Like, he wasn't like, you have to pick me. Like, right. he was just kind of like, I want to let you know how I feel. Just in case you do send me home, you know how I feel about you as a person. Which I think is this. nice. Let me ask you this. Do you think – that changed her mind in any way. Do you think she was going to pick Nate and Joe and Brandon saying those last few things made her choose Brandon? I was going to ask you the same thing. I don't think so. I agree I don't, I don't think you could make that quick of a switch and that quick of a decision like that. It's I too, agree. It's too rash of a decision to make that, that quickly. Right. And actually, if you... All right. So if, if you had asked me before the rose ceremony, but going into it, who do I think are the two guys who are going to get the rose? I would have told you um, Joe and Brandon. I thought Nate was going home. Mm -hmm. I thought Nate was for sure going home. Even though she said she was definitely in love with him? 
Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ooh, good point. It's a that's a really good point. But that but she had me all confused the whole episode because she kept saying, I think she called two of them her soulmates. And I, I so when you start throwing around words like soulmate for multiple people and I'm in love with multiple people, it feels like a situation where you really don't know what's gonna happen. So even though she said I'm in love with Nate, I didn't necessarily think that meant um he was for sure going to stick around. I just thought that they're just in different places. But again, now that we've talked it through, it feels like that makes it stronger. It makes it a stronger relationship than a weaker one. Just during the episode when I was watching it, it felt like I just don't feel it as much between Nate and Michelle. And I think he's going home. Yeah. I kind of, I thought that it was maybe going to be Brandon going home, even though I didn't feel it with Joe. I just, I don't know why I, I was like, he's too eager. (laughs) Like, like almost like Michelle's going to break his heart and he's going to become the next bachelor kind of eager that, that situation. Yeah. But obviously Joe was the one who was sent home, which I think left everybody shocked just because he was Minnesota Joe. He was basketball Joe. uh, And now it's Brandon and Nate. I'm swinging Nate. Oh man. I, what I do actually, you think? It's uh, I actually hadn't even, I'm still so stunned by Joe going home. <laughs> you haven't still... processed Joe going home that you don't even, you haven't even thought that the, the two she's going to pick is Brandon or Nate. I really have not. And to the point where when she said Nate's name first, she gave him the first rose. I was like, Oh, all the drama's out of the building now. Like I thought Nate was going to go home. I Joe is clearly staying. So she gives Nate the first rose. Second one's going to Joe. And now it's, it's the Nate and Joe show. Like we've been saying all season long. So she gives Nate the first rose and I'm like, all right, there's no more drama. That's it. This is, this episode kind of went the way that I thought it was going to. And then when she said, Brandon, I yelled, I yelled in my apartment Felt like a big sports moment. Did you see, uh, were you like, ah, or was it like, no, like which one was it? Were you, um, were you rooting for the team or were you against the team? I think it was just pure shock. I think I was just like, like whoa, yeah, whoa. Like I really, you're watching not... two teams that you don't really care about, but you know, they're big. Like, That's right. Like, I don't know the Patriots. I really want to see what sports metaphor you come up with here. The Patriots playing against the Bucks. Perfect. I know two that's teams, a big game. Two teams, big game because Tom Brady left. That's it was right. like watching Johnny Damon leave the Red Sox and go to the Yankees. Watching the Red Sox and Yankees play each other during that time. <laughs> these are again, these keep, are all keep teams. Going, that I, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple more if you got it. Um, it's like I don't have it. I don't <laughs> I do not have it, unfortunately. Um those are two good examples though yes. because I have no connections to either of those teams but I know that when they play against each other it's going to be a big deal and it's like I saw a Hail Mary get completed and it was like oh my gosh I can't believe that just happened that's how I felt when she said Brandon's name instead of Joe's Yeah it w- it was definitely it shocked the world it was heard all around the world and I think now it just leaves the question and I think you have to give us an answer of who's it going to be Nate or Brandon I think Brandon is going to get his heart squashed. Like, I just feel like she she was falling in love. And these are just, this is what's sticking out to me, is her saying she's falling in love with Brandon, but she is definitely in love with Nate. Which one would you choose if you felt those that way about two people? Before I answer, I want I want to say one thing, and it's that this has actually been a great season because – I know we we complained 
a little bit at the beginning when when Michelle was kicking out and cutting all the guys who who were making drama in the house like Jamie gone Chris S gone um and then even before that was it Pete and Will with the jacket you throw the jacket in the in the pool and there's all this this drama so that drama it hasn't been good in that way but in a way that it's been great is that I do not know what's going to happen it's like ever ha- since the I- Ever since the last four, Rodney going home broke my heart. And then these last three, I thought I was for sure. I thought I knew who was going to stay and who was going to go home. And I was wrong. And now we come down to these final two, Nate and Brandon. And I legitimately have no idea who is going to win. And that is a, that's a different sort of season than we're used to. Like the last couple or the last however many years, you get excited about the drama and all these guys guys and girls going back and forth and yelling at each other. This feels like legitimate drama where there's a lot at stake and someone is legitimately going to get their heart broken. Yeah, I think that this is just a classic season, right? It's, yeah. it's about love. It's about the relationships. It's not about the drama. The drama, Michelle got rid of them fast and she wasn't playing any games with it. And we just got right down to the chase. And now it's just a toss up between Brandon and Nate. I think the finale is going to be very interesting. Who, who do you think is going to win? You think Nate's going to win? I think win? it's going to be Nate just for the sole reason that I think she wants to be able to like be the one that fixes Nate. And also she said she was definitely in love with him and said she was falling in love with Brandon. Like for me, if I'm definitely in love with somebody and there's someone I kind of like, which is not what she's saying. I'm probably going to go with the person I'm definitely in love with. I'm going right? the other like, way. That's, that's definite. I'm going the other way. And the, You're going the Brandon? Re- I'm going Brandon. because I like this. I want you to pick someone different. I'm going Brandon because I'm done doubting him. I'm done doubting <laughs> Brandon. Ever since he's, you know, it's been getting whittled down and whittled down. And it's like, oh, Brandon, that's kind of nice that he's still around. Oh, what a nice guy. Oh, it's cool that he's still here. And I doubted him every step of the way. I was like, it's never going to work. You know, she's going to pick Joe over him. She's going to pick Nate over him. She's going to pick, you know, all these other guys. And he's just stuck around and stuck around and stuck around. Michelle clearly really likes him. I think they have incredible chemistry. And I'm just done doubting Brandon. I think I think he pulls it out. You know what? I like that answer out of you. And we'll see who's right next week during the finale. I think that wraps it up. And I think our fallen soldier, Francesca, will be very proud of us for this episode. I think so, too. Yeah.